Welcome to another episode at the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Okay, we've reached the ninth and final uh, episode in the You Are Intuitive series. And today's episode is called Four Reasons to Refine Your Intuition and How to Start. So I work with and train fellow intuitive, sensitive, psychics, mediums. And though most of them uh, are born this way, many of them will not refine it over the course of their lifetime. Um, That can happen naturally if the sensitive kid is aware that they're sensitive. Best case scenario, they're raised by um, people that understand intuition and encourage it. Those are ways intuition can naturally refine over the course of a lifetime. But I can't tell you how many 70 plus year old people uh, I've met over the course of my profession that still don't, they kind of know they have this thing they kind of (laughs) do, you know, it's really vague. It's really kind of this like weird thing they kind of do sometimes, but not always. So they're probably not, you know, um, and this is to me because at no point in time did intuition become refined, um, much like many of us, um, really kind of take mental work, you know, kind of, unless you're raised really heavily in a family of education, and if that's valued, people don't naturally become more intelligent over the course of their lifetimes, unless it's something that's really consciously pursued, Uh, whether that be professionally or personally, something ignites that within them, and they and they do pursue a life of intelligence and information and the same with our emotions. Um, I think we've all met, you know, a 60 year olds that act like 12 year olds and that is, you know, that are emotionally 12 year olds. And that is because over the course of their lifetime, they either didn't really have to cause nothing traumatic happened to them to take them into the emotional realm where, you kind of have to go there because the world says this shouldn't have happened or this isn't supposed to happen. And so that provokes a lot of people to dive into the emotional realm where, you know, a lot of people I know, country people, like kind of their moms and dads pass away in their eighties and nineties. So the society agrees, Oh, that's kind of the way it is. And so I'm just saying that that it's often something that provokes us to go into the realm of our emotions. Many people are not raised um, with that as a forefront. I do think these days we are trying to raise our children consciously, emotionally conscious. I think a lot of us get therapy to make sure that what we're feeling, um, we are articulating that correctly in our lives. Therefore, we can help and encourage our children to access their emotions as well. Um, same thing with intelligence. I, um, very much my, my friends, we, and myself included, we do encourage our children to think for themselves and engage with their minds. <laughs> so this same thing is for our in- intuition and our spiritual interior clear, um, Claire driven spiritual lives and language. Um, so when you're born a sensitive, nobody really tells you you are. So it's this kind of thing that's just, um, kind of like highly emotionally intelligent people 
they might have had the emotions all along, but if you're like me, you were told um, you don't feel what you feel or what you feel is wrong and bad. And so you try to shut that down. So I'm bringing in these other sort of parts of being human to just really normalize that intuition is, is the same type of these natural um, experiences we have. We are all born intuitive. It's just that some people are born highly medium as well and highly psychic as well. And when there's a high tone on it, um, it's really, a, really important to get understanding around that much like the highly emotional um, person or highly intelligent you know um, I have have some family members that are highly intelligent if you will you know skipping lots of grades in school being considered prodigy and that was all respected and encouraged and the whole sort of family was like oh that's special or oh that's something uh, to be revered. Well, the same thing absolutely should have been done with the highly emotional people in the family. And certainly the highly spiritually in tuned people should get the same reverence. And you understand when we can see all these parts within each other, then there is so much room for that celebration within each of us because everybody has one of not all of these things that are very high or very deep or very wide within each of us. So um, my prayer, my intention, my work is about one day making intuition and the highly psychic kid, sensitive kid to really, oh, you, you have that. Let's get you into the right program. Let's help you refine your psychic skills so that you can, uh, I just want to go over the right off the top. I just want to go over those four reasons, um, to refine your intuition as soon as you can in life. Oh, really quick. I can't go forward without also acknowledging that physical aspect of us. Um, I think this is something that's revered in American society, certainly. Um, and I definitely appreciate my my family were very uh, physical people. You know, I have one side of the family is military and the other side is farming. And that means that they're all physically driven people. And my mom and dad in particular were very athletic people. So I never had to, I, I never had to learn how to become physical. Um, so I'll, there, I have clients, I have friends that that wasn't really introduced or it wasn't prioritized or it wasn't mimicked back to them. And so to, you know, whether they're 30, 40, 50, they still don't really know how to be physical. Um, so to normalize intuition in that, right. To think about how hard it can be for some people that were not shown or needed to know how to be a physical person especially as a sensitive, the ability to go for a run and to lift and to really prioritize the physicality to process all the mental, emotional, spiritual energy. Um, so it's intuition is no different than that. Some people, I know a lot of Americans are like, what? <laughs> Learning how to be physical. I see it with my children in this generation where, um, Yes, they do yard work in the summer. And yes, I wish that we had a country property. But in this particular moment, I don't have $2 million for a country property. So it's just not their reality to go out and take care of the land or to have a garden. Um, yes, like I said, in the summertime, they do do their ex they do do their chores and what have you. But 
my children are more artistic and intelligent. And so I see them struggle with being physical, <laughs> which when I was young, that's pretty much all I had, you know, all, all a lot of country people have is sports and, uh, you know, it's kind of our lives and to endure a Montana winter makes you very physical, <laughs> but I digress. So let's get back to, um, the, just the four, these are just four reasons I could, I, I, in the book that I'm writing, I have 20 reasons to understand your intuition, but let's just for today's sake, let's just get through four of them. To me, they're the four most important. And the first one is to, you know, one of the reasons to refine the intuition is so that you know where that psychic information's coming from. Okay, whether that psychic information comes through clairvoyantly, so you're having visions. Some people, those visions turn out to be predictive and things come true. So that's a lot of burden and pressure. If you have visions, things come true and you feel very responsible for that. Or maybe the, the psychic impression is that you, ha you know, hear that voice, whether it be turn left or take a new route to work or call your, call your mother. Um, you know, these little voices that, uh, with time I train people that the voices become more much more textured where you can, when you're a medium, you can hear exactly where that voice is coming from and whom, um, and ver you know, the texture of your spirit guides voice and the texture of all these voices. And then where your own thinking voice is within all of that complexity. So you could see with just maybe the Claire audience example, how much work it can take to refine just your Claire audience. So the second reason to refine is so that you know how to use your intuition on demand and on command, meaning you're really in a situation. I know I didn't understand it consciously at the time, but when I was 20 and I moved from Montana to New York City, I was basically asking God all along the way, you know, what do I do? Where do I go? How do I do this? It was kind of my constant prayer. Um, in my overall experience could not have been more beautiful and amazing. And I could not necessarily have thought my way through that experience. I had to have been guided the whole way. Maybe throughout the day, you're worried about your husband or you're worried about your kids. And so this is what I mean by you have command. You, you can ask your guide in that moment what the truth is of that moment. Um, if you're worried about your parents' health, um, you can ask your guide about what needs to be worried about and what you're just kind of catastrophizing, catastrophizing. So... It's just incredible how much, if you can refine that intuition, you have control over it and you can use it when you need it, which act turns out to be several times throughout the day. <laughs> and then when you have really big things to um, need to know about or to be guided about, that refinement is there for you. So it's not this thing you have to pray over for three months and some people even like starve themselves for a week or two to try to get that one answer. <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that. You can just refine your intuition and be able to use it in real time. Okay. Number three is you want to refine your intuition so that you can ask follow up questions. Um, 
there are some spiritual teachers that say you don't have the right to know the why. And I totally, totally disagree. Um, because I am strong willed, which is one of my superpowers. Um, because I am stubborn to a degree, which is also another wonderful thing about me. Um, and probably about you too. So these are things we celebrate. And if we know these things about ourselves, we can see the why we've had to be that way and how it works in our favor. Um, so when I get direction to do crazy things, like put your house on the market and I'm like, why would we sell our house or move to California or move to New York city? Or I get really, you know, big, huge, um, guidance throughout the course of my life. And when I didn't know how to ask a follow-up question, it just spun me out for a really long time. Just cause that feeling doesn't go away cause it's guidance. You know, the difference between like a thought and guidance is the guidance doesn't go away. Thoughts tend to come and kind of go, right? Well, so um, one of the biggest obstacles I see my students um, experience, and so did I, so I completely understand this, is we don't even know what question to ask next. So not only are you up against that, but when that part, your intuition is not refined, it's impossible to know the next question to even ask, you know, um, cause there are just so many questions to be asked, especially if guidance is a very big deal. You know, if you're actually getting, if you have that feeling, imagine if you're getting called to get a divorce like that, that's an impossible ask for some people. But if you could really pursue that question with your intuition and it's refined, then you can be asking these deep and mean meaningful questions over the course of time that is loving and beneficial for everybody. Um, so you don't have to burn it down. Like I used to, when I didn't understand, I could ask questions. <laughs> I just got <laughs> cut and run was sort of my coping skill back in the day. Now I don't have to cut and run anything. I just ask more questions so that I don't harm myself. If the guidance is big and I get scared and then I do something that hurts myself, um, because I felt like it was the right thing to do, but maybe I overreacted or, you know, guidance can be pieces. It could be a piece to the bigger picture. And when we don't know that nuance, uh, we can create harm for ourselves in the name of uh, listening to guidance. So the point is you're getting guidance anyway. I mean, you are. So whether that, wh however, whichever clear that comes through is a question, but you are being guided. And so when we can refine our intuition, then when we, A, we know the, how guidance looks for us, and then B, um, we know that we can ask more questions because of we've refined how our clairs work, whom we're talking to. What's the timeline on this? Is this being, are you guiding me to think about this for healing rather than like an actual life change? You know, is this particular guidance taking me into the past rather than the future? I mean, there's a, that's a big deal. That's something to really, you want more information around. And so to refine it, you can ask more questions. And the next step you take is healthy for everybody always when it comes to guidance. It never, never creates harm for another. Um, even if that means loss, you know, the ending of a relationship, it's, if it's coming through guidance, then you know, it's best for the both of you, not just for one. 
So lots of maturity around guidance too, which brings a lot of comfort um, and certainty when that refinement is there for you. Okay, and the fourth reason to refine is so that you can get back to it after the initial psychic or intuitive prompt. Okay, what I mean by that is, um, let's just say you have guidance to go to college and you just kind of know that, like maybe you heard a voice like go to college or um, you just kind of have this feeling in your heart center that you know you need to go back to college. College can be replaced with anything, right? But so you're, you're getting the guidance for that. Well, after that initial after that initial contact by your intuition, it's really almost impossible to get right back into that energy and back into an alignment with the initial energy of it all. So it never quite feels right or the same or real when you try to get more information around the initial prompt. Um, I hope I'm going to tell a quick story and I hope it illustrates the point. So, um, when I host an intuitive group, there will be, you know, a lot of sensitives, a lot of psychics instinct is to kind of do a pre-read. Like maybe they'll do a pre-read on me or a pre-read on somebody they know will be at the meeting or at the group. And so it's time to present information and they'll be like, well, I see you, you know, getting in your red car and driving to whatever, let's just say California. And so the person will be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have a red car. Okay. Why California? Well, the psychic cannot, if they pre-read it, they're not in that energy anymore. (laughs) So that kind of initial vibe or that initial psychic information energy is not there anymore because you got the information and then you let it go. You presented the information and that energy is just not there. So what my mentor taught me and which scared the hell out of me and what I tried so hard to do at the beginning of my career because I saw the value in it is you learn actually to not do the pre-read. But if you do, what happens is if you're refined is that you can get back into exact alignment with, shall we say, the birth guide that gave you that information in the first place, or maybe your guide gave you that information in the first place. So you would just kind of try to go back to the original source of the psychic information to get more information around it. Or let's just say my guide told me you were going to do this. So in my readings with my clients, I'm giving them a reading and maybe my guide had told me they're going to whatever, you know, and I tell them, okay, you're going to do this. And then when they have a follow-up question, I can either choose to use my guide for more information or I can switch to their birth guide. So refinement, you see how complex this can be. Um, but to simplify it, the refinement is to use those clairs to speak directly to probably a birth guide is for me, my passion is around the birth guide for accurate information so that you can fill out the picture. You can fill out the timeline. Some, you want to lay psychic information on somebody. I can guarantee you they have follow-up questions. Uh, it's kind of rude to lay psychic information on people without being able to do a (laughs) follow-up. You know what I mean? 
if any of us have been in this world, you have those people that just kind of walk up to you and they just say stuff. And that's a whole other podcast, my opinion on that. But maybe they're just trying to be helpful. And of course, you have questions and then the psychic can't pick up the information again. So it's like, they drop this on you and now it's just kind of like on your shoulders and you don't know what to do with it. Um, and maybe you don't trust it because you cannot get more information around it. So ah, refinement is such a beautiful, beautiful thing you can see for everybody, particularly if you're a working psychic medium and particularly if this is something you privately live with in your life getting guidance and not knowing how to pick it up again, how to fill out the picture. You're wanting to make decisions based off of your guidance. You want to follow your heart. You want to follow your gut, as a lot of people say, which grosses me out and it's not your guts, but, uh, so refinement of the Claire's let's, we'll go forward and we'll talk about kind of how to start. It's, you know, that would be a whole training to really get you started, but let, let's at least at the conclusion of this podcast, talk about things you can do to start that refinement process. Uh, you know, cause without it, you can see these abilities, your intuition, it feels just really random and untamed. It feels at a minimal, untouchable. And sometimes it, it stays in that space of magical, like magicalness rather than practical. And to me, intuition has to be practical or I don't give a shit about it, quite frankly. I know that I have colleagues that love the magicalness of it and, and that's wonderful. But at this uh, up until this point and in this point in my life, I need things to make a big difference in my day to day. You know, I have a company, I have clients, I have kids, I have a marriage, like I don't have time and space for magical thinking. So not to offend and, and, and not to take anything away from that, but intuition is not supernatural. It's natural. And it's my job, it's my work, it's my passion to ground all of this in reality. So it's genuinely there for you. It's there for you every single day. It's a relationship you have with yourself, with your guides, with God. It comes through a refined intuition. Okay. So let's just really quick, I want to define refinement. So the definition of refine is to remove impurities or unwanted elements. So the refinement are your clairs, all psychic, spiritual, mediumistic information comes through either your clairvoyance, seeing clairaudience, hearing claircognizance, knowing clairsentience, feeling. So that is where your guidance is coming from. The refinement is to know that. The refinement is to use those clairs to get more information from your higher self, your guide, God. You know, there are a few different sources depending. I would encourage spirit guide, birth guide, birth guide. We have several spirit guides. I prefer just the one because I'm really clairaudient and I can hear lots of voices. And so... The impurities in this case would be untrue emotions. You know, if you're guided to go to my, um, like me, when I was guided as a 20 year old to go to New York city, 
uh, my emotional reaction to that was not lovely. <laughs> you know, it was a hundred percent doubt. It was a hundred percent fear and terror. Um, so I got the guidance and yet my emotional reaction to it was completely untrue. It was complete. It was certainly true for me, but the truth of the moment was not in alignment with how I reacted emotionally to it. So you can see, you can get guidance all day long, but if you don't want to, if you will not, if you have belief systems, belief systems are, you know, another impurity. Lies you've been told about yourself are, is another impurity, i.e. if you're being guided to lead a particular thing, but you are told you are stupid and have nothing to offer, um, that's a lie that is contrary to the guidance you receive. That can absolutely get in the way of your guidance. Um, confusion is another impurity, if you will. Um, when you don't even know what clairs are and how they're working for you, that confusion is not helpful. And to refine your intuition to work through that is to really ground yourself in the pursuit of your clairs. So untrue emotions, lives you've been told about yourself, limiting beliefs. Um, I can't possibly move to New York, you know, or I can't possibly be a working psychic medium. I mean, so many of the things I experienced today were things that were absolutely unthinkable 20 years ago to me, absolutely unthinkable. And that's kind of how guidance works. It's, it, 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 leads you to things that are unthinkable, but also refines and opens your heart in the mundaneness of life. That's a whole other conversation. I could totally go down the rabbit hole there, but to keep this podcast within 30 minutes ish, let's keep moving forward. So I want to just really simplify this again, the refinement are your clairs. That's your intuition. That's how you receive intuitive psychic information. The impurities are everything else that gets in between you and what your guidance is guiding you to do. Um, even if it's random, um, mundane, oh, not really. I mean, let's just say if you're guided to marry a particular man, but you subconsciously think he's too good for you or he's not enough for you, or, you know, you can see with just one decision the complexity of it are all the impurities that we have to just work through. And I don't want to say impurities is something bad or ugly, but rather these are, these are very real human parts of us. And everybody has received messages along the way. Everybody, everybody has received a lie from the society or from their family or everyone has past life stuff at a minimum that can absolutely, if you are, called to speak in front of people, you would rather drop dead than do that because of your past life impurities, if you will. You know, what you experience in a past life comes up in your cell memory and your cheeks go red and you can't breathe. And then you definitely would rather die than speak in front of people. <laughs> I'm raising my hand um, as something I've, I've had to overcome that too. So if I could just say, Hey, just use your Claire's, you know, here, here's your birth guide, you know, her name's Sally, you know, enjoy yourself. Uh, that's just un absolutely unrealistic, unrealistic because of the impurities you will have to overcome to refine to that refinement equals control. The control equals trust. 
And you can get to the point, you absolutely can. I do, I teach people to get to the point of absolute unequivocal trust, which also took me refinement to get to that. I could tell lots of stories of how I had, I had the Claire refinement, I knew what was happening. Um, and I still would kick and scream <laughs> just because of other impurities that came up for me. You know, maybe I didn't fully trust or maybe I wanted things my way. And I kind of thought that was reality, you know, where a lot of guidance is, oh, guidance again, it's not Santa Claus. It is so much more beautiful and grand than Santa Claus. It's not to get things in life. It's to be who you were born to be is the ultimate gift of intuition. So just really, I want to touch, I want to get you thinking about and started down that road of refinement is the pursuit of you know, emotional intelligence, whether that be through a book or with a therapist or counselor that absolutely can talk the language of intuition with you. They are out there. I promise you, I have one myself. There are some that think it's nonsense and not real. That's not going to be helpful to a sensitive person such as yourself. So just pursue and find somebody who can emotionally help you center yourself heal from the past if need be. Um, past life work can help you heal from past life lies that you bring in to this life. Um, there's a lot of things that maybe we paid for in our past lives that aren't even a thing anymore. And we, you know, so we need to be in the 2022. We need to be in 2021. We need to be in real time. And sometimes the older the soul, the more terror you have around being alive into today, into today's um, reality. So any any work you can do around your thinking or your thoughts, because that's where like lies come in. And I put in at least a decade of mental work. Um, this would be kind of like Louise Hay type stuff or <sighs> science of mind, I think was another place I, I got a lot of help from. Byron Katie is also very helpful to a degree on mind think, you know, watching your thoughts and, and just knowing how you speak to yourself. These are important because again, if you're, let's just say your birth guide says, um, I, I don't, I keep using the same examples <laughs> and I'm sure you're so sick of hearing the same examples, but, uh, let's just say your guide says, you know, take a trip this summer. Um, but your mind immediately is like, I can't afford it. There's nowhere I want to go. People suck. You know, I don't want to get into a fight on the airplane. You know, some of these things are le legitimate to think about, but you can see how the, you get one little piece of guidance and you have about 14 things just come back and absolutely bash your mind, your thinking, your heart about all the ways you're in pain right now, or you know, and not taking a step to bring joy keeps us in pain. So that's why the refinement is like, Oh, look, I got guidance to do to take a trip. Okay. So maybe stopping and writing in a journal and just kind of like, Oh, my God, this is what I think about it. Like, it's going to be too much money. There's gonna be too many people. Somebody's going to get hurt because I can't trust people in our society today or, you know, just really kind of putting on paper the impurities, if you will, all the reasons not to, if you will, 
that get in the way of perhaps a very simple but profound piece of guidance. Okay, so these are ways to just start that refinement is to know what emotionally, mentally, and maybe physically, because I know some of my students are like, oh my gosh, I'm getting guidance to take this trip, but I need a nap every day at two because my energy is completely drained by two o'clock or, you know, maybe these very real things. And with that refinement of your intuition, intuition, your guides have a plan for that. You know, your guide knows who you are. And so if you're getting that guidance, just all the reasons why this is a loving piece, this is helpful to help, to help build more like new types of, um, I want to say like neurons, right? You're building new neurons to learn how to overcome all the negative thinking. If that's the state of mind that you're comfortable in, that you tend to stay in, but also confronting these things on paper so that you can, A, like what's the guidance? And then B, maybe check in mentally and emotionally and maybe physically of what the guidance um, means to you or what that means to you in those realms. Um, so those are ways where if you can refine that guidance through, okay, this is the Clara, this is how I got the information. Also, maybe the landscape, who did I get this information from? Was it my birth guide? Was it like my heart? You know, do I feel guided by God to take this step? Or like, is this a real profound step for me? And um, so you really just put that on paper. What is the guidance? And then you confront these other pieces of you. Uh, in this particular podcast, I'm calling them impurities because going back to the definition, refine is to remove impurities or unwanted elements. So the unwanted elements are all of the bullshit reasons that come up for sure um, that can absolutely take you off of the guidance that you receive, both for yourself and for your loved ones, quite frankly. Um, so let's just say if I get guidance from a children, maybe some unwanted elements would be maybe any fear I have around the guidance or the belief systems uh, and programming. Maybe I to this day carry that maybe at their particular age, it's like, it's kind of in my face, you know, if they're 13, then maybe if some, I get guidance from my children and I'm like, I bring in all my own terrors of what happened to me at that age or something. So we just, we just want to be aware, just compassionately, gently aware of what can come up that gets in the way of your guidance. Okay. So that is the last podcast in your, the, in your intuitive series. And I'm, I'm just so excited for you to start thinking about and practicing taking some steps to refine that beautiful, vast, and deep intuition that you have and that you are. All right, I'll see you next time. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclair.com and take the quiz, Which Claire Are You? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and